type of like substance abuse <laughs> no, we just need a, a cool nickname for, for our hey, listeners let's make that their homework hey listeners man if you got any idea of what we should call um call you guys you know people who tune into the show and you know let us know yeah send us a tweet or go, go on our facebook page yeah tell us what we should call you guys yeah so uh Anyway, we are back for episode seven. Seven. And I know we mentioned last episode that we were gonna do a movie, but uh, things didn't come together. Yeah. So uh, we're actually gonna talk about something else. We're calling this episode "Death Cakes Nights." <laughs> <laughs> Is it like Baywatch Nights? Yeah. <laughs> which, which I, I never watched, but. It always sounded catchy. Well, it sounded corny. I think I saw it one time. It didn't have like a million shit in it. I think it was supposed to or something. Some sort of supernatural something. You know, I, I guess we could save this for the conversation. But uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, primetime TV. Yeah. You know, we uh, made brief mention of some of these shows. Probably in some past episodes. I know in episode one maybe. But uh, yeah, we... We talked. Uh, well, I guess we still need to talk at length a little bit more about uh, about Saturday mornings too. But we talked about you know weekday mornings. We talked about uh, movies. Haven't we really talked about prime time though? No, uh, uh-uh. no. So uh, let's get into it. Let's go ahead and start with um, the question. <laughs> What's your earliest? Uh, you know, primetime memory. Uh, let me tell you something, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, and I'm talking about young, I'm talking about pre-preschool. You know, I have, I, I remember stuff I have no business remembering. Like, there's some show called, called Too Close for Comfort. I don't even know what that show was about. I just remember there was some guy, he had a puppet. Oh yeah. I don't, know. I don't even know what the show's about. Um, another one, I know my mom used to watch the show a lot called uh, One Day at a Time. I don't remember oh, the characters' yeah. names. I just remember there were two women, and one of them, uh, one of them would say "damn it" like every other word, and then they were had a neighbor named Schneider or something like that. And he was a pain in the ass to him or something. Uh, I know my dad and my uh, uncles. They like they like Barney Miller. So I know that oh, had man. something to do with that was like police, wasn't it? Like yeah, police, it was a police. Thing. There's a police show. Yeah, yeah, okay, so there was that one. Uh, and, uh, well, I guess everybody remembers The White Shadow, though, right? <laughs> oh, I too. 
<laughs> I, I don't think I ever watched the White Shadow till it started being on re- reruns on, uh, on USA Network. See, I don't know if it was actually being shown in reruns because I know that was from the seventies, wasn't it? I think so. It started maybe it started in the seventies and ran into the early eighties or something. I was born in eighty one, for everybody who doesn't know. So I'm talking about remember maybe eighty three or eighty four, um, where my uh, memories are kind of uh, stemming from. So I don't know if that show was being shown on reruns or if it was still in first run at that time. But I uh, definitely remember that because I remember the theme song and I remember the dudes playing basketball and the coach and everything. So, uh, yeah, when they did start showing reruns, I remember that on USA or another channel they were rerunning it. And it came on like, oh, I remember this from way back, you know? So, yeah, I definitely remember that from way back then. But uh, um, what about you, though? I mean, as far as early stuff, I mean... Early stuff, I mean, it's kind of the same because... You know, most of the shows that you just mentioned all came on like after the ten o'clock news, at least where I live. Um, so it would be uh, my whenever my dad went out of town on business trips, my mom would let me stay up, you know, past ten o'clock, and yeah, right. then I think it was ABC. And then they would have the news, and then they would show all these old shows like that. Barney Miller and Taxi, I watched a lot of. I didn't get anything. Oh, Taxi, yeah, that was another one. You know? And, um, but the earliest sort of show that I can remember watching and enjoying was The Muppets. The you know, the original Muppet show. Okay. Because that went for a while. I, I don't know if it was in reruns or. But that went for a while. And then, of course, I would be remiss in saying this. Uh, and I'm going to cut my brother off at, at the head here because next time he comes on, he will mention it. But when I was a kid and they showed the uh, TV show version of The Incredible Hulk. Ah. Stealing my, my thunder here. I was going to mention that a little later, but go, go, go on. My, my brother loves to tell this story about how when I would watch the show, you know, it came on like 6 or 7 o'clock. I would watch the show, and I liked the show. I liked when he was, you know, Banner. I liked when he was the Hulk. But when he changed from Banner into the Hulk, I always hid behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> because I I was four or five maybe and I, I guess that whole transformation thing just kind of freaked me out but I always hid behind the couch or, or covered my eyes or something and my brother makes fun of me to this day about it so there you go Mark I cut you off you can't tell that story <laughs> exactly man get all the skeletons out of the closet you got nothing to hide yeah borrow a line from uh, Kevin Smith but uh nah I like you mentioned Credible Hulk because uh I think I talked about that in episode one I said uh you know I remember seeing that on the black and white TV uh because I know that okay we had two television sets back then anyway there was one the big color TV it's probably what eh, probably what 20, 24 inch color TV that was in the front room in the living room and then there was a black and white TV a small one 
uh, that was, oh, I don't know, depending on the day or a lot of times it was on a uh, on a windowsill by the kitchen table, and other times it'd be like sitting in the uh, in the family room just on a little uh, shelf. But I remember only seeing Incredible Hulk on that TV, or maybe I don't know if that's my memory doing that, or if that's true. But I only remember ever seeing Hulk on that TV. I don't think anyone watched it on the big one. But I remember watching that, and I liked the show, but. It always took me out of it whenever he became the Hulk. Now I wasn't afraid of it like, like I didn't like you were, but it just always took me out of it because I mean I knew what the Incredible Hulk looked like, and this guy it didn't really look like the Hulk. I mean it, he was halfway there, but then he had an afro and just <laughs> and just his whole face and everything. It just didn't see it just didn't something just never seemed altogether right, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. So I, I think I like the show, but. Anytime he became the Hulk, it just—I I think I spent more time wondering why he doesn't look like he's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I—I I don't know. I like the show <laughs> for the most part. Um, but uh, before we start getting into those action shows, let's talk about the uh, shows that made us laugh. Yeah. Um, let's, can I tell you about a few things that made me uh, laugh in retrospect, though? Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't do too much. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of prep for this. You know, I, I say it a lot, of, a lot. I mention a lot of these episodes. You know, for the most part, I mean, unless there's actually something I really want to talk about and delve into and share with you guys that needs some fact checking, I don't do a whole lot of prep. I brainstorm a lot, you know, leading up to the episode. And I might go online and, uh, you know, check out a few things just made some lists or something like that it just you know so I kind of looked up a brief list of like some of the shows that were airing back then and one thing I noticed in the 80s is that there was a lot of uh, or uh, spin-offs or like continuation spin-off series oh yeah they were really bad I mean and I'm talking about crap too I'm not I mean I mean uh, okay Benson was spun off from soap now Benson was funny mm-hmm. I like Benson but then I remember uh, I'm looking on this list and uh, Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> I never saw that show. I, you know, I never seen the show, but I, I know from, uh, you know, I know from various accounts that that was a bad show. Um, After Mash, which was like a continuation of Mash. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Uh, Three's a Crowd, which is like spun off from Three's Company. It's terrible. Man. Oh, was that after? Gone. Was that after John Ritter left? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I might have to look at that. You know what? Let me pull up the Internet Bible right now, and I'll find out. But uh, oh, I got it pulled up already. I okay, guess I yeah. Look. All right, well, you've got it then. You, you've been in the Internet Bible. Um, yeah, Three's Company. It, and I've seen, I've seen Three's Company in reruns. You know, it started to get strange when they cycle out all the blondes. You know, like yeah, three or four different ones. You know, but then, uh, yeah, there was a, there was another series called Three's a Crowd, and I know I've seen that before, and it just, it just didn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah, let's see. Oh, no, John Ritter was in Three's a Crowd. Oh, because this was about... Because didn't he get married or something? Or... Yeah, he married one of his, um, roommates. Okay. I think. No. At the end of, at the end of the final 
season of Three's Company, they introduced this new girl that he fell in love with and then asked to marry. And then they they moved into an apartment that was owned by this girl's father. And yeah. yeah. That's where the three comes from. And yeah, and see it just seemed like I don't know, they they had these shows which <laughs> we mentioned the Brit uh in the British uh the Britcom episode, you know. Uh we were talking about how, you know, America likes to ride things until there's no more steam left in them, you know? Yeah. And that was the early examples of it right there where okay they might end the series but then they were just determined to spin off another one and keep this thing going for another you know and there's a lot of that in the 80s man oh yeah I mean well even shows that were halfway popular like uh, uh god I brain fart all of a sudden um Facts of Life was a spin off of Different Strokes oh yeah that is, that's true yeah Mrs. Garrett yeah, and that was a good show. I liked that show. That was good. You know, I, I watched it all the way up to the when they they left school, but they they were running like a '80s tchotchke store. had had all the '80s tropes, like the inflatable palm trees and inflatable <laughs> chairs and all that day glow, all that day glow neon color shit that they were just selling in there. I forgot about that. That was, that was a good one. Then, um, skipping ahead a little bit here, we'll circle back around to that, but, um, A Different World spun off from, uh, from Cosby. Yeah. You know, because that was, that was good. And actually that just became, you know, not even recognizable as Cosby anymore, you know, once, uh, no. they went back to Cosby, you know, so that was cool. It kind of took off on its own. Um, yeah. And Cosby, I mean, that was a religion for us. Yeah. I mean, we watched every, every Thursday night, seven o'clock. Shit. I mean, can we start there then? Because you know, we yeah, talked, that was that came out in '84. That's right around the same time as some of this uh, the stuff I was telling you about at the beginning. Um, I think that might be the first uh, primetime show that actually, well, you know, as a kid, I actually tuned in and was like, you know, looking forward to seeing everyone. Yeah, it was for me too. Let's see, well, that and. Yeah, that that was the big one for me, and then yeah, because the other stuff is on, and I mean, I watched it. You know, I think Family Ties was on before that, and we watched that. Um, yeah, because that Thursday lineup, that was NBC hadn't caught on the uh, musty TV thing yet, but it was you know th- Thursday night was like NBC's power night because it was the Cosby Show, then it was. I don't know what was on before a, diff, a different world, but it was always it was the Cosby Show and then something and then different world and then after those two shows then it was Cheers. Oh yeah. I, I think it was what was it an hour of Cheers? Was it two episodes or something like that? Um, God, you know, back then I really couldn't tell you. I remember Cheers being on back then. Um, yeah. Oh. Oh no. It, here I've got it. Here. It was. It was. Um, family ties. Cheers. Night court. Night court. And then family ties moved for different world. So then it was Cosby. Different world. Cheers. Night court. You know. So that that was NBC's big power Thursday night. And that was all the way up. That was most of. 
their run until Cosby Show ended in '92. Then they really didn't have anything until they had the whole musty TV thing in the mid '90s with Seinfeld and Friends and you know those shows, right? Right, but 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 yeah, man, Cosby. I mean, God, we could do a whole episode on Cosby. <laughs> what exactly might don't have you to. like about Cosby? I, I mean, everyone loves Cosby Show. Everyone, you know, and this, I mean. People look back on it now with some disdain. They talk about, you know, how sappy and real. It's like, well, you know what? They, you know, it, say, you could say that about just about every sitcom back then. Maybe family yeah. sitcom. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. But, you know, Cosby was cool. Um, well, first of all, the guy was funny as hell. The original season was, was uh, it was a lot of the material that came from his stand-up, uh, Bill Cosby from, himself. Yeah. Yeah, um, if you haven't seen that, that's great too. I have that sitting right there on the rack, DVD. <laughs> but uh, you know, it just—it was, it, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know any different. You know, it was just—it was just a show about you know a family, and they were funny. You know, I remember the, the first one I think I, I remember seeing was the one when uh, Rudy and uh, her friend Peter were uh, they were trying to make a snack. And they broke, uh, they broke Doctor Hospital's uh, juicer, and things are spraying grape juice everywhere. And Peter takes off running outside. He just leaves and right, <laughs> runs oh, outside, leaves the door swinging wide open. Uh, and that, that was always the best with Peter just take off running. <laughs> and that became a thing. Like that was a yeah. that happened. Like anytime something happened, you just take off running and leave the door swinging open. You know. Right. But, yeah. Uh, that was the first one I remember. This shit was funny. But uh. I mean, it, it it did suffer that that uh, on too long sort of syndrome because that last season was not necessary. I mean, it had you had Denise come back, brought on Raven Simone, then midway or no, brought in Raven Simone the season before, then the last season brought in cousin Pam, right? Uh, Erica Alexander. Yeah, and then basically all the family moved back into the house. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Sandra, Vanessa. No, Vanessa didn't because she was kind of off the show. She showed her up maybe one or two episodes. Yeah, she was supposed but, to be in college. And yeah, but Denise was moved back. Sandra and Elvin moved back in. And they had their two kids. And then Olivia was there. Cousin Pam was there. Theo was in college, but Theo was always at the house. <laughs> right. So yeah, that, that suffered the whole on too long thing. Yeah. Another thing about that last season too is that I mean I, the show is I mean it's from the eighties. Everything looks dated, but 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 that that season for some reason just seems particularly dated to me because it's got that like that like turn of the decade rap um, influence in it too much you know what I'm saying like you know that that you know even the beginning you had them dancing in front of like a graffiti wall with this yeah that was a graffiti wall scene yeah and then it had um, you know the cousin Pam and she talked with you know the slang and whatever and they all wore the bright cross colors and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. I don't know it's just it, they actually their, their outfits were were blowing away the Cosby sweaters <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard to do because gospel sweaters are <laughs> ugly. Oh man! 
but yeah, I mean, then they had like they had Special Ed show up on the shows, you know, and yeah. I don't know. It just it, it, as much as I love that era, you know, of the music, you know, it just seemed like it were trying too hard to to, to, to reach out to young people on that one, as opposed to just doing the show they've always done. Right. Yeah. You know, which I mean, hey, props to Cosby right like up for that. I mean, at least trying. I, I guess because uh, you know he always incorporated music and everything, especially jazz. Mm-hmm. You know he was a jazz musician and a jazz enthusiast. You know, and he always had that in the in the score. And he would talk about his favorite. They would, sometimes they'd go out and see people perform, or they would have uh, you know he have his records, his record collection, play, playing jazz. Or there's an episode when he was on it. Oh, <laughs> do you remember the one when he was? Uh, he was uh, calling into the. He wanted. To, he wanted to buy a, a a record. I think it was. I think it was a Coltrane record. I don't remember what it was, but um, he wanted to get it from an auction, and he had to substitute teach a class, so he couldn't be there. And so oh, he arranged yeah. to have him do it over the phone. And he has this guy on the other end. He's telling the guy what to do, and he's like telling him, "I want you to purse your lips and cow your face and go." Fifteen hundred. But you know, <laughs> back to my point though. He was, just, you know, music and jazz. So he always wanted to do that. Like in the early seasons, even you know, he had the kids. He had a break dancing. You know, just yeah. that's what the kids were doing at the time. You know, so he always tried to have that. But I don't know. Something about that season just seemed like they were trying too hard. The final season. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh... God, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> don't you love it, folks? Nah, man. This is this is a real podcast. We don't script. Exactly, man. <laughs> you know, it's hey, this is the show. Like, like let's say, like, don't the reason why I don't prep a lot is because I mean, the show is about memories, and so you know, I try to work by memory for the most part. Yeah. You know, so yeah, if you get you get these yeah. pauses and brain farts, I mean, hey, <laughs> part of the show. Yeah, but I mean, if. It was influential, you know, but he, he would still have his message in there, which, I mean, has gotten, I don't want to say worse, but he has gotten a little, and he's got the uh, cranky old man syndrome these days, but, you know, he, he always had tried to have a, a message in there in, in his episodes, because there's always that, that special episode. That was popular back in the in the mid '90s, especially. Yeah, <laughs> where there would be the the special episode about so and so got pregnant or so and so got drunk yeah. for, for the first time, you know, stuff like that. But before we move away from Cosby, I want to tell you about the breakthrough that I had, and this is for all you cooks out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Season... When did it first start? Season 2, maybe? When it started to become more original material, not just stuff from a stand-up? It was introduced that Cockroach and and Theo's, their favorite fruit was the Bacon Burger Dog. Bacon Burger Dog! <laughs> and, and I have wondered for years... What the hell is a bacon burger dog? What is it? What does it look like? <laughs> you know and what? A- you know what? The bo- <laughs> uh, 
is what's the watch that show and as many times as they said that and tried to make it a catchphrase. I never even questioned what it was. It was just that it's just you know it's just something they like they made it. It just never really occurred to me to ask or try to figure it out. But is it is it a burger? Is it a hot dog? What what the fuck is it? <laughs> so then I had this brainstorm and I figured it out. Oh, I shit. think maybe there, there's no hot dog at all. So get out your uh, your pens, your chefs. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna break it down for you how to do it. I haven't done it yet, but that's only because I am out of uh, fuel in my uh, gas grill. And that's the fastest way to do this. But, uh, alright, you get your hamburger, you season it the way you want it. Instead of making it into a patty, you make it into an oblong tube shape. Okay? You get two strips of bacon, you get two toothpicks. You wrap the strips of bacon around that hamburger tube. You, you wrap the other thing of bacon around the tube. You take your toothpick. On one end, stick the the uh, bacon to the hamburger. Do the same thing on the other end. Put it on your grill. Light that motherfucker up. You know, cook it to taste, to, to the bacon is crisp, or if you want medium rare, whatever. Take it off. Put it in a, a hamburger bun. Bacon burger dog, folks. Well, goddamn. There You're it welcome. Is. There it is. You You're know. welcome. Summer's almost over. <laughs> if you got you got your grill, you want a grill for the hey Labor Day's coming up. There you go. Yeah. Have there bacon burger dogs all around. There you Compliments go. Compliments of death cakes. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. My job is if I had a mic I'd drop it. <laughs> <laughs> drop your headset. Yeah. There you go. Hey one well, more on that one more yeah. thing. One more thing. Wait before we leave Cosby. I gotta know this too. Because they've had there were they had uh, the Thanksgiving episode, which I remember <laughs> quite, quite, quite fondly. That was a great one. There was never a Christmas episode of that show. <laughs> Not a specific Christmas episode. I remember the one there... when Olivia was talking about where she saw Santa Claus and he was three different races. You know. Yeah. But there... they never had a Christmas episode. No, it, they would ha- have the episodes when the tree is around and they, they talk about, you know, Sandra coming home for Christmas, but there, there was never anything like with them sitting around the tree or something. Right. Not that I can remember. But, you know, what's also interesting, though, is that they had, I think, well, at least, I want to say every season, at least it was every couple of seasons, they had the anniversary. Yeah, you know, that started which, in the second season. Uh-huh. And they kept that up, and that's one thing I haven't seen in the show since. No, huh? No, they, they kept it up for, for a while until the grandmother, she left the show. I, I don't know if she got sick or if she passed on or what, but she left. And then just um, the granddad was still around. And uh, quick uh, nerd alert. If you didn't know, the man that played the grandfather, Heathcliff's uh, dad, is the voice of Panther of the Thundercats. Oh, what, what? What? Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Hey, just drop some shit on me, man. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
He is the voice of Panther, and I'm trying to find his name right now. But I'm probably not going to get to it. Yeah. Oh, wait, here, cat. his name his name on the show was Russell Hustle yeah he was Russell named after Bill Cosby's real brother right 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 uh okay why are you trying to figure that out I just want to say um another thing while we're still on this Cosby tangent and I'm gonna skip ahead here because we're gonna go backwards before my time and talk about uh he had a show Back in the 70s or, or late 60s, and he was a gym teacher slash mentor to a bunch of his students. It's called the Bill Cosby Show. Then in the 80s, well, what we just talked about that was the Bill that was the Cosby Show. Then the 90s, he had another series on CBS, which was kind of the same format of the Cosby Show, but different. You know, well, he kept he kept Felicia Rashad on his, as his wife, but there were different characters and you know different neighborhood and everything like that. Um, and it was it was called Cosby. Mm-hmm. He always had to have his name in it, but he just kept dropping different parts of the <laughs> parts of the title. Yeah. So he's like, so the Bill Cosby Show, the Cosby Show, Cosby. And then either I think it was I got it. It's a the guy's name is Earl Hyman. Earl Hyman or Heyman. H Y M A N. Okay. But he he played the the grandfather again. And that's Panthro, folks. Damn. But uh, I don't know if it was, it was it was either before Cosby or right after Cosby. He had a series of first it was like uh, those Saturday night special movies. He had like two of them called the Cosby Mysteries. The Cosby Mysteries, and, yeah, I'm doing it. And yeah, and then he had. I think he, he wanted to turn it into a series, but it never got uh, picked up. So then he would have like, I think there's maybe five altogether, five like specials episodes of, of the Cosby Mysteries, and that featured a young most deaf what? as his. Uh, yeah, you didn't know that either. No, I never watched the Cosby Mysteries. Yeah, that see, it, it, in the Cosby Mysteries, he's killing me on this one, man. He was. <laughs> Cosby was a a uh, retired detective that comes out, out of retirement to solve the murder. I, I don't know if it was murder of his friend or something like that. But then um, he he does that and he wants to quit. But then this young kid that, that wants to get into the private eye business, most deaf, you know is trying to become his assistant. Let me get it pulled up here. Yep, Cosby Mysteries aired... It, it was the first television show since the Cosby show. Okay, so it... It, uh... went from 94 to 95. Alright. And most deaf appeared in several episodes. It only lasted one season. So, okay, it, it did actually have a whole season. That's crazy, man. Well, you know what? That explains Whoa, a lot. Well, with 20 episodes. I don't remember 20 episodes okay. of that show. I never watched the show, so I couldn't tell you. I didn't know if you were even on for a full season. Yeah, I didn't either. 
but but what you said about most deaths, see that that explains a lot though because well first of all I didn't know he he had, I didn't know him as as an actor until I think he showed up in a couple of things like a couple of TV shows and then here he did a few movies but he just always seemed so natural just I mean he's naturally funny but then he just always seemed so like you know he he, he just seemed like he had it in him the whole time and that explains why because you know, he was an actor before mm-hmm. shit. Actually, he was in a show with Nell Carter first, called "You Take the Kids." I yeah, I don't remember that at all. Never heard of that one. But then nah, his, his next thing was the Cosby Mysteries. Wow. But uh, let's take a quick break. Yeah. And then we will come back and talk about some more sitcoms, and then get into the action stuff. All right. All right. See you in a minute, folks. Billy D. Williams talks about the power of Colt 45. You know, I, uh, I've always heard about the power of Colt 45, but I was never sure exactly what that meant, so I got something found out for myself. Hey, Billy, you free tonight? Works every time. The dynamite taste of Colt 45, it works every time. Hey, hey, welcome back. We are back, man. I, you know, during that break, I had to go and fan myself off a little bit, man. You stumped me a few times on <laughs> some of these facts, man. Jesus. Well, I'm going to have some more. Like, uh, like Front Run Cosby Show, the episode when he's tap dancing with uh, Sandman. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, you know, just... I mean, there's so many sitcoms that came out in the 80s, um, and, you know, I, I, we couldn't possibly get through them all. We'll definitely have to come back and talk about some more of these. But I just want to throw a few of these out there that I just remember seeing a lot. Um, I already mentioned Three's Company. We talked a little bit about the facts of life. Um, you remember, now this isn't actually a sitcom, it's more of a blooper reel. Remember TV's bloopers and practical jokes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. With- Host it was Dick Clark and who was the other one? Oh, I, damn. I don't know, man. I remember just I just remember seeing that, and it was like it started out like it looked like a like but like animated guys like in front of like they, a live action screen, like janitors. Yeah, and they they like push the broom every time that they showed a clip, then the little cartoon janitor would push the clip away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was cool. Um, but uh, we mentioned um, a different world. Um, Ed McMahon. Ed, oh, it wasn't. Sorry, it was Ed McMahon. Yeah. See, I I was kind of confused. I wanted to say that, but see, I was thinking about um because he also hosted Star Search, 
And I thought yeah. I was confusing it with that. No. Oh, according to Wikipedia, they brought it back in 2012 with Dean Cain. Shit. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. 2012? Yeah, last okay, year. Okay, now I'm thinking something else. I'm thinking of uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah. Which was also back then, but that's not a sitcom or anything, so we're not going to talk no. too much about that. But, um, uh, you know, Cheers, that's a show that, you know, it, back then, I didn't appreciate it back then. I was too young to really get it. And even really well into I, I didn't really appreciate Cheers until, uh, I guess I was like maybe a teenager in the 90s. It came on, uh, I want to say like 10 or 10.30 at night on, uh, on Channel 11. Which mm-hmm. is, uh, pre- it's, uh, that channel is now the CW for people who don't know that, not in the St. Louis area. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just this mobile station where they played it, they played that kind of stuff. But, yeah, che- I got into Cheers right around then, and that's when I started really digging that show. And, you know, when it started showing some of the old episodes, especially the ones with, uh, with Coach in them when he's still alive. Yeah. You know, great show, you know, it's classic. Classic, you know. Um, I've gone through it on Netflix, man, watched a bunch of those, you know, a bunch of seasons of that. You know. But, uh, a few other ones from back then, though, man. Uh, we were talking about uh, Cosby in a different world. You remember 227? Yeah, that was part of the. Was it the Sunday Power Hour? I think that <laughs> one. That one was actually. Was it uh, sun- that one was Saturday, I believe. Saturday, okay. Saturday. Yeah, because it was. I remember the lineup. It was 227. Then it was Amen. Yep. Then it was Golden Girls. And then the spinoff of Golden Girls, Empty Nest. Yes. Yes. And uh, the reason I brought that up is because, it, it, you know, you, you, you said it already. Amen. Because, you know, I watched the Jeffersons, you know, back then. The Jeffersons was still in the air for a few years in the mm. first run. But that's a lot of reruns of it. So it was crazy to see, you know, Florence, you know, she's got her own show now. And she's just sitting on the stoop chilling, whatever. You know, and a bunch of stuff is going on. And then the show right after that was... Uh, it was George Jefferson, but now he's Deacon Fry, and he's, you know, at, at his church, you know, but then he has his family at home, and, you know, and they're all nuts, you know what I'm saying? It was, it, that, that, that block, we watched a lot of that. That got a lot oh, of yeah, I watched yeah. a lot of that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, uh, and then one I can't really, I can't really go on too far without mentioning, uh, Webster. Webster. that show, yeah. Um, that show confused the hell out of me actually because you know it, at least when I was a kid anyway you know when I got older I understood what was going on but you know same thing with different strokes you know they <laughs> share more similarities just in the fact you know, just besides the fact that you both use like miniature black kids but they I, I just didn't understand why you know how it was you know this, 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 this black children they have white parents and the concept of adoption, I just didn't, I, you know, I didn't know that back then. Yeah. You know, and my parents, I mean, maybe they might have told me, or I don't even know if I asked them. I just watched the show and just give me understand, like, I'm like, what, huh? What's happening here? But then this, but this show, whatever, was, was funny, and, you know, um, but back then, at least, you know, the, the thing I remembered most about Webster was the intro, because it didn't show a video, it was a bunch of static images. It was one of, with him uh, getting carried away by a couple of balloons. 
And <laughs> I always thought that, you know, that people could actually be able to do that. And I actually tried, you know, we get balloons from like the, from the restaurants or something like that. You know, <laughs> I'll try to hold on to see if they carry away, but of course it wouldn't. I think they actually did that a lot. I mean, with, um, with the static images for, for openings. Oh yeah. Cause the original, they did that with family ties. The original Cosby uh, opening. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, talk about a, a mind fuck with Webster, uh, the dad, uh, Mr. Papadopoulos. Mm-hmm. Alex Karras I had no idea that he was Mongo from Blazing Saddles until until he died yeah me neither earlier earlier this year and I was like wow me neither I didn't know that I I don't know how, how I didn't know that but it, it just kind of blew my mind I was like holy shit <sighs> but uh yeah Webster was a good show what else do I watch well Webster was on ABC, and then see it, it from went from eighty seven to eighty nine, and then in eighty nine, ABC introduced the, that TGIF block of shows yep. on Friday nights, and there it started with uh, Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere. Now, real quick. Perfect Strangers. I mean, the, that show was out before the TGIF block, was it not? No. Did it begin with TGIF? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Full House started a, a year before. No, two years before TGIF started. So Maybe did Mr. Belvedere. Okay. But yeah, Miss, you know what, Mr. Belvedere. I just remember some of them were before that. So okay. Yeah. That was Mr. Belvedere started in '87. Or no, eighty-five. Damn, was it? Is it that old? Yeah. Jesus, I don't remember. You know, I don't. I don't remember to maybe eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Yeah, and then in eighty or eighty-eight, they started full. Or they started TGIF, and it was Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere, and the show Just the Ten of Us, which I think was a spinoff of Growing Pains. Oh, that was a bad show. <laughs> With like the coach, the. Yeah, it's been off of growing page where the coach from from the school moved to a new place, but he had like ten kids. Yeah, I I think I, I watched it just because it, it was on, but uh, um, I hated that show. I don't remember a whole lot of, lot of about it these days, you know. But yeah, I just I remember it being on, and I don't know who was watching it. I don't think my mom, I don't know who was watching that show who had it on, <laughs> but I mean this movie just, just sucked. Yeah, it, it, it did. And then after the first season of Perfect Strangers, the the sassy black um, elevator operator got her own show about her cop husband and her three kids and her sister and her mom. Now it's Family Matters, which which I liked. You know the first season. Who didn't? That show took off like a fucking wildfire. Yeah, well, it it started all right, and they they had a lot of you know good episodes. Like I I still remember the episode 
where it, I think it was Christmas or something, and Carl, the the dad, went to the grave of the kid that he accidentally shot. Oh, one time. Yeah, it it got it got real. One episode. I don't remember that one. What the hell? Yeah, he That's... he accidentally shot some kid that turned out didn't do it or something like that. And and the story revolved around how he went to this grave like every every Christmas to put flowers on it because he oh, yo it, it was a mistake. I think I do remember that. I think I yeah. do remember. Okay. So you know they they dealt with some serious stuff, yeah, especially in that first season. That's dark. But then second season is when it really starts to turn into the fucking Urkel show. You know what? You know what, though? Back then, could you blame him? Urkel was hilarious. At the time. At the time. (laughs) Come on, man. For a point. The show went nine seasons. And he was funny sometimes, yeah, but then it got to the point where every other member of the family was basically pushed away and it would be a show with Urkel and Carl using some of Urkel's machines and and turning into Bruce Lee yeah, they, that's they the, turned yeah. to Bruce Lee one episode <laughs> there's an episode where they shrunk each other like like honey I shrunk the kids oh, yeah. you know and then he'd do all that stupid stuff where he would become like a cool dude the Stefan yeah and then he, he would cross-dress and be his cousin Myrtle or Mary or whatever the fuck her name yeah, was. Yeah, Myrtle. Myrtle, Myrtle. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it just got fucking ridiculous. It did, and you know what, but I mean, I'm talking about from maybe 90 to about 92. Or maybe not that long, maybe 90 to 91. Urkel was great. I mean, cool, he was everywhere. Everybody, it, I mean, it... I remember Urkel had a fucking cereal. You know Urkelos. Yeah, Urkelos. They were strawberry banana, which sounds disgusting, but I don't know anyone who buy that shit. But okay, so <laughs> they they had that, and he had a he had a doll, and you know they had uh, there was a show called America's Funniest People, which is a spinoff of America's Funniest Home Videos, and they were you know one of, they had a they had a segment for a while where it was just people doing uh, Urkel impressions. Oh you yeah. know, that mean, fucking did I do that? Yeah. Great on my nerves. Yeah, no, that there. one. Now that's now that's that. Yeah, that was overdone. That was overdone. But I, but, I mean, I've I've just got a whole problem with with Urkel and and black nerds on TV in general. Just, but that's a topic for another show. We got that. See, it should have. That's been. for the when shit gets real episode of <laughs> Death Case. Because <laughs> I got problems. Here's my problem you know, with that show. You know, it, everything you said, nah, that's definitely true. All the mystery with the science experiments and the, you know, all the just, just all the stuff that can't happen when it really turned real bonkers, fantasy, sci-fi, weird, weirdness. You know, it just got ridiculous. But really, the show should have ended once Steve Urkel hit puberty. Because by then yeah. he was too old to play that part anymore. And you know what? Oh, yeah. Who stays that kind of nerd for that long? You know, it's the same thing that happened to um, Screech from uh, Stay by the Bell. You know, he's a grown-ass man still, you know, talking with the high-pitched, you know, squeaky voice and 
being a doofus. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to grow out of that sometime. And then on top of that, I think well into like the mid '90s. Remember, um, ABC had finally said they had enough of this shit, and they canceled the show. And then, like CBS picked it up for like another two, another two seasons. Did they? They did, and or, or was it? Well, maybe it was one season. But they definitely picked it up again, and this time, Laura and Steve are together. They're they're a couple, like the real Steve, not the, not not the not the cool Steve. Oh Which yeah, which totally destroys everything. No, that's not supposed to ever happen. Yeah, got picked up for by CBS for forty million dollars. Forty million dollars down the shitter because. There was I saw one I saw a couple episodes just out of curiosity, you know, and they said Urkel, like for real, he's like he's like he's like twenty eight years old at this point. He's still the same guy he was when he was twelve. Yeah, and actually they picked up two shows. They picked up step by step too. Yeah. Talk about Because yeah, CBS tried to do a TGIF kind of block using old called TGIF the CBS shows. block party. <laughs> Yeah, using all ABC's garbage and then making their own. Uh, CBS has been kind of out of here for a while as far as, far as uh, comedy, man. But they, um, yeah, they had that. And then uh, fucking, but yeah, he's grown and they're together. Like, they, there's a line Fife Dog said, he, he said back in uh, all my Beast Rhymes in Life album, when he said, like, will y'all fall off? Will Laura fuck Urkel? Never. Well, see, they ruined it because they did. They, they yeah. got together. That's not supposed to happen. That was never supposed and to happen. And that's why Trap Called Twi- Quest broke up. So Steve Urkel is the reason why there's no more tribe. Yeah, because because Q-Tip is such a fucking perfectionist. <laughs> he told Mike, you fucked up in this run. <laughs> because Laura fucked Urkel. So we're done. Ah, oh, man. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's all I had to really say about that. Yeah, one, you know, that show should have gone maybe three or four years and been done. But they yeah. kept it going in, in perpetuity, and I just couldn't believe it. But um, uh, real quick, though, we, I mean, we got some more TGIF stuff to talk about, but um, I just want to say that it's so crazy just how much of a phenomenon that was during its heyday. Mm-hmm. Because, I and, and I've tried to figure this out myself, too. What is it about... American television viewing that changed because TGIF was huge. Um, now, if a show gets put on Friday night primetime, that's like the death slot. That's like a show that's yeah. just about to get canceled or that they think isn't going to do well. Yeah, I don't know what happened to TV because, I mean, for a while, you know, uh, Monday was the big slot. Mondays when all the big power shows were on, and then it moved to Thursday when when Cosby took off, and then like I said, Seinfeld and Friends took off in the mid to late nineties. Right. That that was on Thursdays. Fridays was TGIF territory basically. ABC owned Fridays. Saturdays were usually um, movies. That you know they put on, which I don't think they do that anymore. You know, do they? Do that? That they put Hollywood movies on on network TV anymore? I have no idea. I know that that was a big thing on um, Fox and uh, yeah, NBC. They were big on that. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then Sundays, Sundays was Fox's time. Once Fox became a thing, mm-hmm. you know that because they had The Simpsons, which, which The Simpsons went was on Thursdays. Went up against Cosby. Yeah, it, for it a was while. On, it was on Sundays. They moved it to Thursdays to go head up on with Cosby. That's right, and then they moved it back to to uh, Sundays. Right. But you had you had uh, Simpsons, In Living Color, In Living uh, Color. Was on. We could do a whole episode about that too. Uh, married, oh, with, yeah. married with children. Married with children. Which that's is right. One and of then, my favorite comedies of all time. One of the all, the, the best. Or it, I mean, then, <laughs> there's like two. Well, the best up until season six, season seven, because after that it, it it goes to shit. But from for six straight seasons, there's not one episode that sucks. Yeah. And I can. I'm not a big I, fan. Oh, you get you're killing me. I was back then, but I'm not now. Oh, but I, I mean, one one underrated show that was it, it was more alternative comedy, you would say, which didn't go over well then, but would probably go over pretty well now. Was uh, it was the Chris Elliott show? What was it called? Oh, Get a Life. Oh, yeah, Get a Life. That was the shit. I remember that. I loved that show. Me too. And it was just offbeat and quirky and just weird. Oh, it was great. I do but remember it that. Lasted it lasted two seasons, I think, or maybe three. It was it was on for a minute. I want to say. I think yeah, because the the first season he lived with his parents, and then the second season he moved in with Gus, <laughs> who was played by one of Bill Murray's brothers. Yeah. You know, and it just had these weird, like like he would get his head torn off. Almost every episode, <laughs> you know, it is just weird, offbeat humor that everyone likes now. You know, yeah, yeah it, was, it was before its time, you know, like yeah. literally before its time, because you know, if, if it had come out maybe, maybe two or three years later, I think it would have been a bigger hit. It's mm-hmm. more cult following now, but now nah, I watched a lot of that. Um, in fact, I remember the last episode. Do you? No. The last episode, he got his tonsils out, and he was telling everyone that he was going to die, or he was dying, and they all got sad for him, you know? And he finally told, uh, what was the chick? Uh, her name was Sharon, I think, that he used to piss off all the time. He told her Keep that, uh, he, he told her that he was going to die, and he was like, what? He said, if a tonsillectomy, and she slapped the shit out of him, was like, you don't die from your tonsils Oh, I out. do remember that now. And then finally, like, you know, he has the whole process happening, he can't talk and everything, and then I think he's headed home, and he just collapses and dies in his front yard. This is like 0.1% of people die from a ton- after a tonsillectomy. Yeah, and it was Sharon. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, but, yeah, that was, uh, I like that show. That was good. I'm glad you brought that one up, man. Um, you know, well, while we're on this tangent, you know, I want to say it's kind of, I was, I was thinking back, you know, again, just kind of brainstorming about um, everything. You know, it's surprising how much Fox I actually watched back then. You know, how much Fox. Yeah. Did, because, okay, you mentioned The Simpsons, which, you know, hey, for the first five years, you couldn't go wrong. Um, you live in color. Hell, I was just saying a second ago, we could do a whole episode about Living Color because, I mean, talk about one of the great sketch comedies and some of the iconic characters, you know, 
and all the careers that launched off of it. You know, um, Married with Children, like I just said, there. Get a Life, uh, which I just mentioned there. Uh, and they showed reruns of uh, Mama's Family. Oh, yeah, they did. Now, here's a crazy thing about that. Now, I love that show too. But that show was only on for like three seasons. But they had so many fucking episodes. How did they do it? I don't know. They were because <laughs> I thought I thought with, with all the episodes there were, I, I thought the show has been on for about like maybe six years or like that. That was only on for a couple of seasons. Yeah, it wasn't on very long. Yeah. But it was, you know, I watched that show. And all the cast changes, you know, so it's, it's crazy. But then another one I want to talk about real quick, um, and not in detail, but. You remember a show called uh, Parker Lewis? Can't lose. Yeah, and see which. Oh, what were we about to say? No, go ahead. Oh well, I mean, it was kind of like if for people who don't remember that have never seen it. Um, you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, that's kind of that's basically Parker Lewis. Um, in fact, I think it was probably influenced a lot by that. Yeah, you know, it was. Just you know, he was you know, but then uh, they had. And I'm going to NBC, you know, um, we talk about, was it 1990 when they, um, when they debuted, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which you talk, you know, another, another great iconic, uh, show from back then. Fresh Prince comes out, um, in the, in the, the, the show that followed it was, uh, Ferris Bueller. They spun off of their, uh, a Ferris Bueller series, which... And that... That turned into just a weak Parker Lewis, really. Yeah, which is funny because Parker Lewis looked like it came from Ferris Bueller, and it out Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So that show didn't last long, and then they kicked it off the rotation, and they brought in Blossom, and that blew up. Oh yeah, I forgot about Blossom. You know, I <laughs> we watched a lot of that. I, I mean, hell, his, his lead-in was Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, they, and uh, what's that other show that? Uh, My Two Dads My Two Dads was, yes wasn't that a uh, I think that was a Sunday show yep or a Saturday show because Sunday was always football so it had to be a Saturday show okay maybe it was Saturday then so yeah My Two Dads um oh, oh Blossom Blossom do you remember the one when um when uh, the father found a joint somewhere He thought it was his son, his his or his old like okay. The way the show went, um, the oldest son was a he was a recovering drug addict, um, and so he me thought it was he thought it was him. He's like, no, I you know, honest to God, you know, I haven't done this stuff in years, you know, I, you know. So he didn't believe it was Blossom because she was just so mature and just you know as trustworthy as she was. Which honestly, that was that was something that you know over the course of the whole sh- uh, series. You would kind of think, you know, you would start to realize, okay, maybe she's not as <laughs> she's she's just as liable to get in trouble as anybody else. And I guess they kind of did finally go there, but you know, he he didn't he didn't suspect her right away. So he goes to Joey, and you know, Joey Lawrence obviously, whoa, I had to do it. <laughs> but uh, he goes to Joey and he's telling him, you know, uh, yeah, I found something. And Joey thinks that he meant he found his condom because he, you know, Joey's trying to get laid the whole time, you know. He thinks he found his condom, so he's like, okay, it's mine. So he's like telling Joe, you can't do this kind of stuff, you know? He's like, it's irresponsible, and 
you know, you go from doing one and then you're doing like five a day. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> so he's totally on different pages the whole time. Oh, keep in mind, he's in, he's in, he's in, his, he's in his bedroom at night. You know, he wakes him up in the middle of the night to ask So he's got, so they, they keep talking. And finally he realizes that Joey's on some other, you know, he's not with him anymore. He's like, okay, I'm going to ask you one time. He gets on the bed, starts strangling. He's like, "Are oh, you smoking dope? There has to be no joke." Oh, you're smoking <laughs> I gotta find that clip, man. I want to see that now. <laughs> but that's like the one episode that when I think about that show, that's the one episode that always just comes right back to mind because that scene right there. I mean, I what is that? I spit my drink all over the place laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But uh, before we go any further, let's take another break and then come back and we'll talk. Let's do some action. All right. Because Mr. T is never far away <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to Saturday Saturday nights. Hell yeah! On me it is. We are back, folks. All right. See you on the other side. Ah, hi, Charlie. Uh, you uh, you startled me. What you cooking? Uh, nothing. Those look like Johnsonville brats. No, come no. on, I know a Johnsonville brat when I see oh, one. They're not Johnsonville. I... They are Johnsonville brats. I love them. Could you come back tomorrow, please? Oh, please don't do that. Charlie Murphy's cooking Johnsonville brats. Johnsonville brats. Folks can't resist the simply great taste of Johnsonville brats. Condoms, man. It's refreshing, man. Just another tool of the establishment. Just a Bring us down! They say we gotta use them, but who are they? Well, they want to control us with their condoms, but not me, man, because I ain't wearing one and letting... Sheik, use one or get none? Well, these are cool. I mean, I'd use them. I'd shoot. I'd like them, and I'd use them all the time. Sheik, get some. Thank you! Thank you, Mr. Sheik! Sexfully clean! Fully clean. You're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. Do I look clean to you? Surprise. I'm not fully clean unless I'm zestfully clean. So, leave a sticky film on you that won't rinse away, but zest rinses you fully clean. All right, and we are back. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, before we leave, let's let's uh, talk about Mr. T. It's cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> we haven't advisor. we haven't talked about Mr. T in, in a long time, and <laughs> yeah. it hurts my heart. Yeah, me too, man. I still, I, I was I was really carrying that Pity the Fool podcast banner for a while, man. <laughs> Nah, we can always change. I think we've uh, <laughs> now. Nah, I think we're we're we've got enough of following now. You know, then we definitely yeah, is. yeah. But anyway, the A team, A team. Every every red blooded American boy knows the A team. You better not. So we don't we don't need to explain it, right? Uh, now nah, we don't need to explain uh, it. Other than well, well, all I gotta say is you know, um, 
I mean, there were some, there were, there was, there were quite a few action shows that were out when I was young. You know, uh, Chips is one of them. You know, that came to mind. That was a uh, California Highway Patrol. For those who don't remember that, um, you know, and I think I just liked it because of the motorcycles, because I had toys. They, they had, they spun, they spun off a line of toys, like, uh, you know, motorcycles that you know had sirens on them and stuff like that. And I was, you know, so that's probably the only reason I really watched that show. Because honestly, it was. It, it, it's not that great. <laughs> no. Um, love the theme song though. Boom, 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 boom. You know, but anyway, um, the A team. That's the one I actually understood. You know, because I mean, they gave you, they gave you the plot right there in every intro. They told you exactly yeah. what it's about. See, and and that's the thing that. TV shows don't really do today. I know we talked about this in episode one when we were talking about intros. Where you know, back in the eighties and the early nineties, if it was a, a drama or an action show, they basically tell you the whole plot right in the beginning. Yeah. You know, it was you know a team of so and so is busted for so and so, and they go and do so and so and getting some shit 18 you know they, they played that at the beginning of every episode so I, I mean back then shows really didn't have like the overarching sort of storyline everything was was wrapped up in that one episode and then they move on right there may, may be some time thread like the A-team had that one general that was always chasing them from place to place but there was no like, you know, story arc for the whole season about this army general chasing them down and tracking them down. Yeah, I mean, he, you know. he, I think early the earlier episodes you would see him, you know, pretty much every time. But after that, I mean, you see him once in a while, and you know, they need some yeah. apple, But it was always, you know, every episode was self-contained. Yeah, and that I, I don't know why TV got away from that. But I, I'm well. I, I guess people like serialized dramas where stuff goes from point to point to point. You know, it all sort of wraps in and and ties back to each other. But right. you know, sometimes for for stupid action like this, I mean, it doesn't need to have a big story. Right. You know. Um. In fact, uh, that was one of the things that J.J. Uh, Abrams even. We was talking about uh, going from Lost to, to Fringe. You know, one of the reasons why, well, one, because they didn't plan it all out from the beginning. You know, they kind of, after a certain point, they just kind of wrote it, kind of made it up as they went along with Lost. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, to have all that, that, that huge overarching story and all the mythology they had, you know, it's just too hard at the end, at the end of the series to show up all that nonsense. You know? Right. So, what he did with 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 Fringe, and they knew that he knew that you know, as they went along in that series. So, and plus, you know, it's hard for people to jump in, you know, at a certain point, you know, because you miss too much. You know, you have to go back and watch it, or you can catch it to the new season. You know, with with Fringe, it was always okay. We'll give you a little piece of the mythology as we go along, but really, you know, each one of these episodes has a beginning, middle, and end. And so, yeah. if you miss one, I mean, you might want to go back and watch it, but you know, you're not going to be too lost. Well, that changed towards the end. 
Oh, definitely twelve. Well, yeah, after you know, after season four, or even probably middle of that, you know, you couldn't, you could just jump in then. It's too far gone at that point. But yeah. just each episode, though, you know, you just had a. Each episode had, you know, its own. Like I said, you know, beginning, middle, end. And if you missed, you know, last week's episode, huh? You know, hey, you might want to go back and see it. But if you miss it, you know, no, if you miss it, not a big deal. You watch the next one, you can see what yeah. happened, and you'd be caught up, you know. Yeah, because it was basically the same story every time. You know, someone would call for help, or they'd be driving through a town and find there's they, they need some help, and then Face would would woo the uh, the girl who asked for help. <laughs> uh, Mr. T would would build some shit in some junky garage somewhere because they they never. I mean, they used guns from time to time. But most of the time, it, it was them building contraptions and building mortars out of junk they found around, you know? I got something I want to say. <laughs> Go ahead. Whenever, okay, I told you what, what happens every time I think of um, Lawson. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I think of, uh, of the A-Team, I remember that episode, and I think it's, it's one of the earlier episodes, too. It's the one uh, they caught Murdoch. And, you know, uh, real quick aside about Murdoch, you know, back then... You know, he because he was he was the, he was the crazy one. He was the one kind of just out of his mind, you know. And I always thought he was kind of pulling the pulling the fast one on everybody, you know. I always thought, you know, now he's not as crazy as he wants people to think he is. But no, I think he is crazy. He's just an idiot savant type of guy. But okay, he gotten locked up, and he's there in in holding. And he just keeps yelling, trash bags! I want some trash bags! And they bring him a trash bag, and he just keeps yelling it. They keep bringing him trash bags. And they're in the He's like, we're just going to shut up. That's why, you know, he's just yelling, trash bag! I need trash bags! I need trash bags! And it's like 20, 30 of these things. I don't know how the hell he did it, but he ends up building, like, a little, like, hover chair out of it. He floats his way out of the, <laughs> out of the prison and gets away. And just, yeah. yeah. That was great. Was I, I mean, they just did cool stuff like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous, but it was it was cool, you know. Regardless, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it it uh, seemed like <laughs> it see it it made you think that that back in the eighties in the California Mexico area where the show mostly sort of took place, it seemed like. That everything was just made of balsa wood. <laughs> I mean, between this and Hulk, they could just tap somebody and they go flying through the wall. <laughs> or Mr. T, he would pick somebody up and slam them in on top of a table, and the oh. table just falls. <laughs> I mean, you really thought that that Mr. T was like, you know, the toughest man in the world. Well, he that's because he was Call the back. toughest man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> toughest but, you man know, in the world. <laughs> was that your intro to Mr. T that uh A-Team I want to say for A-team me was, it yeah. was I mean I know I've probably seen him run in a commercial or something but no it, it was A-Team and then you know a little bit later I saw that Rocky movie that he was in right um DC Cab I think was I, I saw that too oh okay but yeah A-Team was my first exposure to to uh 
glory of Mr. T. Yeah, and, and that, it, for, for those of you who missed uh, episode one, I mentioned it back then. I'll say it again. You know, he's the reason why I wore my. He's the one who who, who taught me to wear my seatbelt properly. Not because he said wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt, kids. Now he didn't say that, but it's like you know, uh, back back then. Back in those days, you know, children were allowed to sit in the front seats. You know, they're not anymore because of airbags and just because, you know, the shoulder harness in the front, you know, it's just not made to restrain small children properly. But back then, people didn't know any better, so whatever. We <laughs> rode in the front seat. But, you know, that shoulder harness, I would always put it behind me because it felt uncomfortable. My mom kept telling me, you gotta wear your seatbelt right, you gotta wear it right. And she would get mad at me and, you know, maybe put it on, I'd get pissed off. And I didn't want to do it because it just felt uncomfortable. I saw the A team and I saw B.A. Barakas. He's driving. He's got a shoulder strap on. And I thought he looked awesome. I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my seatbelt like that. I'm gonna be like Mr. T. Yeah, and I remember when the when the uh, fairs would come through back in the '80s for homecoming and stuff. The little vendors and game, you know, the carnival, the carnies would ha- have the games and stuff, and then you could win those those feather things with the alligator clip. Oh yeah! Like Mr. T used to wear, so I I'd, I'd always you know save my tickets to play the game to win some of the. <laughs> and I walk around with that, and then I I try to put it on my ear, have it hanging from my ear, but then I'd be too much of a pussy and. It wouldn't stay on there very long. So then I would wrap it around my ear. <laughs> Just wrap it around the back of the ear and then, then clip it to itself. You know what? <laughs> I'm surprised neither of us ever went as Mr. T for Halloween. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, sure. Well, I will now. <laughs> <laughs> Got a but, uh, yeah, but action shows just weren't uh, Mr. T. There's also uh, a Knight Rider. Yeah. Night Rider. Come on, people. It's a Trans Am. It talks. It's almost like a... If, if he transformed, I'd come in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... You know, that, again, was another show where they explained the plot in the intro. Yep. But, you know, it really was kind of like... He, he was like the Lone Ranger, but with a car. You know? Yeah, pretty he, much. He traveled from city to city in this talking car that really didn't do much other than, than drive real fast and then it turbo boost and jump over something. But it was cool. And, uh, you know, you, you know by now, you know who voiced, you know who voiced the car, don't you? Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Yep. Well, everybody knows that one by now. It's not to play. Yeah, they should. Out there, so. They should. And, I mean, they, they've they tried to bring the show back three times. You would think, you would think it would be so hard. I mean, how hard is it to make no. a, a show about a car that can talk, you know, and have you, you know, have the guy driving fighting crime or whatever, man. It just, it just never would. Huh. And this last time they brought it back, they brought it back as a TV movie first, uh, Knight Rider 2010, with, with a brand new young kid, and then a new, well, it, it was supposed to be the original kit, but it was now voiced by Val Kilmer, <laughs> and they, they put him in, I want to say he was in a 
Houston the Mustang. He wasn't in a, a Trans Am. I want to say it was a Mustang, but then the the pilot ran, and then at the end of the pilot, uh, what's his name came out? Uh, Hasselhoff came out, and then pretty much said that Hasselhoff was the father of this new kid who's also named Michael Knight for God knows what reason. But then when the show actually went into production and I watched the whole season just praying it'd get better but it didn't. But then they turned Kit, he he was his Mustang but then he could change into other cars. Like not just not just, uh, you know, change his color but he could change into a, a truck, basically change it into the current Ford lineup, because <laughs> that's what they seem to do. It's called you know, it's called Ford dumped a lot of money into product placement for this show. The, well, yeah, it's it's kind of like the Dodge Viper show all over again. You know that well, I was gonna say that when you were talking about you know how, how they tried to bring the show back. I was like, yeah, and one time they tried to bring it back as Viper, which is basically just Night Rider. Yeah. Which is, you know, stupid. Yeah. But I, I remember going to a car show and, and seeing that car. The Viper car. Yeah. It was kind of cool. But, but let me get this pulled up here real quick, because I, I want to verify this. Sure. Yeah, Kit was voiced by Val Kilmer, and he was... Yeah, he, he was a Ford Shelby Mustang. And then every now and then he could change into a truck or SUV, which made no sense. Yeah, I don't, I'm glad I didn't and, watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it just ruined the whole sort of, I mean, not that there's a lot of mythology or backstory to um, Knight Rider, but it was just bad. And then they brought back Car, now, which is... Now, now, real quick, oh, well, go ahead, go ahead, what you about to say, I'm going to ask you a question here. Well, I, between the release of that TV movie in 2008, with, you know, Hasselhoff coming out and saying, hey, I'm your father, and then when the show went into production, they changed a bunch of stuff and kind of retconned Hasselhoff out, and then they retconned uh, Carr to where he wasn't a prototype of Kit anymore. He was this military thing, this mil- military like. Ro- He's kind of like the, um, the Ed Twenty Six Hunt Hundred or whatever from from uh, RoboCop, but he had wheels. He he wasn't even you know a copy of a car. He was like this robot on wheels, and. Sucked. I mean, the only thing that was the same is they brought back Peter Cullen to voice him. That was it. Now, when you, with Carr, I kind of remember that from the original series, but refresh my memory, because let me tell you something. I mean, I watched Knight Rider when it was on, and someone happened to have it on, but I wasn't a, I wasn't as big into Knight Rider as I was just, you know, play. I had, I had, a, I think a Hot Wheels that was Knight Rider. I think um, my uh, Big Wheel people remember big wheels they're like you know they're like a uh, tricycles for even little kids you know those big plastic yeah. ones with the big wheel in the front hence the name big wheel um that was night rider themed you know and all that kind of stuff you know but i mean i watched the show but i wasn't like 
oh, Knight Rider, you know, it wasn't like that. It was more than like toys and stuff like that. Um, but I remember there being Kit and then Car. Now, what, what, Car was a prototype? Yeah, Car was the prototype for Kit. Uh, but he was a two-tone Trans Am. Okay. Like, he was, I think he, he was black and gray. He, he was black and then, you know, gray trim along the bottom. But he was evil because he, he, uh, you're, the kit is programmed to protect human life and car was just programmed to protect himself. Gotcha. And, and so they, they got rid of him, but then somehow he got activated and then he came back maybe two or three times during, during the original run. Like he, he, he would, uh, somehow turn himself back on after he was deactivated. And I think one time he, he was in the ocean. He got dumped in, in the ocean or, or buried in, in a beach and then some kids found him and dug him out. And, you know, he took over. He held him hostage and stuff. But he, he was voiced by Peter Cullen. And if you don't know that name, that's Optimus Prime. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that was Knight Rider, and that sort of started, I mean, Knight Rider started the whole vehicle, vehicle show, like the, after Knight Rider there was Airwolf, which was about a helicopter, which I don't think, I think it was just a helicopter with a bunch of guns on it, you know, basically. I love the, the, the music from Airwolf, but that show to me just does not hold up at all. I never watched it. I've so I've seen it before. I thought it was cool, you know, a few times. You know, I, 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 it, it, it's like Night Rider. Well, I watched more Night Rider than Airwolf, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But, you know, I've seen a couple episodes of Airwolf. Okay, I thought it was cool, you know, then, you know, whatever. Never really thought about it again. They put Airwolf yeah. up on Netflix, and, oh, Airwolf, you know what I mean? Oh, God, it's, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. And then there was one other show that came out that I want to see if you remember. It came out in 1987. Okay. So how old were you? You were. I was uh five going on six. Five. Okay, so you may not remember this because it only lasted a season. Do you remember the Highwayman? No. Oh, the Highwayman. Highway Man. I remember yeah, Highway the to Highway... Heaven. No. <laughs> It wasn't that. <laughs> it was. It wasn't Michael Landon and and uh, whatever the other guy's name was. It was. It was a show that took place like sort of in the future. Okay. But it was. It was this guy who I think he was. He, he was part of some government organization, but he, he was called the Highwayman, and he had this um, Australian partner. But they drove this big rig, and the big rig, the front of it, looked kind of like the Oscar Mayer weenie mobile, you know, because it it was flat, but then it had sort of this tube shape on top, you know? Okay. And then he'd he'd be driving, and then he could pull the truck over, he would yank the steering wheel off, and throw it to the side, he'd put in a flight stick, and then the back of the, of the, the semi would open up and then you'd find out that the cockpit of the truck was actually a cockpit of a helicopter 
and then the helicopter would would detach from the rest of the truck, and then it would fly off. This sounds like badassery right now. Just, just. I mean, it it was kind of. I don't remember the episode at all, but I just just remember he would yank the steering wheel off, then then shove a flight stick into the hole, and then the the truck would open, and the helicopter. The, the blades would extend and the helicopter would just take off and and you know he'd he'd cruise that way. Shit. But that was that was a cool show. Well I know I'm gonna be hitting up YouTube after this episode so I can find that up there. Yeah, it's gotta be up there somewhere. At, at least a clip of the, the thing separating. Yeah. And I'll have to put that up on uh, on the Facebook page too. Yeah definitely definitely man. But um, one more show I want to bring up um, as far as like action and suspense or whatever. Um, I told you guys before, you know, I loved when I was a kid, you know, we played, you know, like we were spies and detectives and all that. I played that a lot, you know, with different groups of friends and everything, you know. It was just that, you know, I love that kind of stuff. There was a show, though, and this guy is another one of the influences, at least as far as my make-believe character, uh, he was always able to, uh, build things out of nothing, and that's MacGyver. Oh, I, I completely forgot about MacGyver. MacGyver, man, look, this dude, I'm telling you, there was an episode, which I remember, uh, where he was getting chased by some guy, and they were, they had their gun, they, they were out of bullets, or he was out of bullets, and so, he was in a garage, and so, he hot-wired a car, and put in and, and ran a wire like down and he spilled water on the ground. As soon as the guy walked up, he gets electrocuted and falls down and dies. I'm like, oh, that's badass. <laughs> that was awesome. He wants to see. It was always good stuff like that. He was just, you know, so like, to me, like, you know, a show like uh, Burn Notice, which I really need to catch back up on. I kind of fell out of it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been watching. They, they've got season six up there now. I've been watching it with my wife. Yeah, but when that show came out. I think I watched the whole first season like straight through because it reminded me it was like it was like a new MacGyver, you know. Yeah. And this time, and this, this time, this guy is a spy or, or or a former spy. So like, wow, I I, I played this guy. <laughs> like as a kid, you know. <laughs> but back to MacGyver, man. Yeah, just I mean, yeah that that show that and the A Team. I think those were my favorites as far as like the you know those those uh those prime time like hour long you know action oriented series man yeah 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 and I only got one more too let's see if you remember it was and it was one of those shows that had the formula that a lot of shows had back then it was the hero the Will they, won't they, on again, off again, you know, love interest, and then the black guy. And the black guy was either the the handyman or on Magnum PI, he flew the helicopter. <laughs> you know, he, he was, was another one I didn't mention, Magnum PI. I wasn't too big yeah. into that show, I think my parents were. I wasn't like quite, you know, I wasn't either. But uh, this show I, I watched and you know, I've seen episodes since on YouTube and on Sci-Fi Channel, and it's just bad. But uh, talking about Manimal, you know what? 
I've heard a lot about this. Now, you know, I don't rem- I don't have personal recollection of Manimal, but I know it existed, and I've heard people talk about it. Some with, you know, so, some people have really, really, uh, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Some people look back with a lot of fondness for that show. Other people are like, though, that show was terrible. Other people talk about, no, they can remake that show today, and here's how. You know, I, <laughs> I've never actually well, seen I know about it. I've never seen it, though. Yeah, it, it was a show, if you don't know, it was a show about a guy, a doctor, who who uh, finds out from his late father's notebooks that he comes from this like line of shapeshifters, and he can turn into any animal, basically. <laughs> but the, the only two transformations that they ever showed on TV was when he turned into a hawk and when he turned into a black panther and any other time he turned into another animal it always happened off screen wow really but i mean he he would you know solve crimes and all this stuff as you know uh an animal have to you know he he would infiltrate whatever place as an animal and get in intel and then it would always be the uh the at the end the girlfriend would always start talking to an animal or she'll, she'll see like a, a deadly cobra or something and she'll just start talking to it and picking it up and I remember one episode the black guy <laughs> who was I like how he's just he, the black guy he's not well I, I, I don't know what he did <laughs> other than dri- drive drive manimal around and, and pick him up whenever he turned into something but I remember this one. They they were stopping this illegal doping thing at a horse track, mm-hmm. and, and the black guy's sitting there talking to this horse. But hey, man, you did a great job. You know, let, let's get out of here. Hurry up and change so we can go. I've got your clothes here. And then Manimal walk, walks up. He's like eating apples. Like, hey, what's up? And the black guy's looking. At him. He said, I've been talking to this horse for. <laughs> I mean, every episode ended like that, basically, with, with uh, or or the, the chick will be holding a, a cobra, like I, I said, and she'll just be talking to the thing, and then he'll he'll walk up, hey, no, I'm over here, I was the bird that was outside the window, but I'll, I'm here, I'm standing here now. So then she dropped the snake and freak oh, out, and then the show would end. <laughs> that sounds like a very bad show. But I, I'm gonna have to put the transformations up on on our Facebook page because they were actually done by Stan Winston who is a you know, yeah, an acclaimed special effects person. Yeah, dude. he worked on a lot of you know big movies. He didn't earn too many stripes doing that one though. Yeah, no, th- this was really bad made for TV tripe. But you know, <laughs> but it as a child in the eighties, it was fucking awesome. Well. Uh, maybe we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a YouTube video about that one. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh man. So. Oh, manimal, huh? Manimal. manimal. That's that's where that's we're leaving it, I guess. Right, well. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, let's have another quick break. And you know what I want to do when we come back? I want to just throw a few out there, man. Just lightning round. You know whether you like or hate it or shit. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. All right, let's we'll, let's take a break then. All right, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, y'all, I got a great new album in the mail today. Close your eyes. Onyx Communications and Hey Love Productions proud to present Hey Love, the classic sounds of sexy soul. The moments. The stylistics. Incomparable Delphonics and much, much more. You get 40 of the greatest soul ballads ever recorded. Not sold in any store. This exclusive TV offer is available only here, only now. Write this toll-free number down and call now to order this timeless soul treasure taken from original masters. The Shy Lights, Barbara Mason, the immortal Linda Jones, and 20 more unforgettable soul classics. Remember, this limited offer is not available in any store. Operators are standing by. Order now before the sounds of sexy soul get away. This is a fantastic album, man. Let me borrow it. No, my brother. You've got to buy your own. To order your copy of this classic collection, have your credit card ready and call 1-800-327-8300. That's 1-800-327-8300. Or rush $19.98 plus $4 shipping and handling to Hey Love, CS Box 3160, Department X, Melville, New York. Operators are standing by. Call 1-800-327-8300. Satisfaction guaranteed. Order now. Alright, we're back, man. Uh, God, yeah, we, we I refuse to lead to, to edit on Manimal. I'm sorry, man. So, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, I got a few, I got, I got a few on this list. You know, I realize we didn't, we're gonna have to come back again and, you know, and yeah. talk about some more, cause we, I mean, we stuck to the 80s, which I guess is for the, that's probably for the best, and come back and talk a little more 90s, uh, next time around. Yeah, we skipped Quantum Leap. Oh, Quantum Leap! Oh my god! I just thought about that as I was sitting there you know like, oh, you know, we didn't talk about Quantum Leap. No, we didn't. And you know what? I, I, let me tell you, I, that's, that show's on Netflix. Um, I pulled up a few episodes just because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And, you know, I, I, I liked it when I was a kid. That show is ridiculous. But it's great. Oh, yeah. But it's great. <laughs> I just, I don't know. The stuff that it, just some of the stuff, some of the script is just hard to believe, man. Some of the stuff they actually wrote. Back then, you know, what someone's been talking about, just like, really? Do they still think like this back in the in, in, in the eighties? At this point, man, this stuff is—I don't know—it's crazy. But um, okay, so right now, uh, let's see. I mentioned uh, too close for comfort. Do you remember that show at all? Anything about it? Yeah, it was um, about the the guy from Caddyshack that owned Bushwood. <laughs> He was a, uh, he was a, uh, uh, he drew cartoons for newspaper. He was comic strip artist, mm-hmm. and his character he had a puppet of. See, and that's all I really remember. See, that's what I remember. All I remember in the, be- I remember in the beginning he had a puppet, this little like white bubble, like little cloud looking thing, 
or maybe I don't know. I have to look it up and see and see again. That's just what I remember, and just, that's all. That's all I really know about it. I just remember the puppet. But I don't remember the show being about anything or even being that funny. I just know it came on all the time. Um, let's see. We talked about Magnum PI. Eh, it was alright, but I you know wasn't not a big fan of it. Um, different strokes. We spoke on for a second. Um, another show from the Saturday afternoon was uh, Silver Spoons. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that Saturday afternoon or was that? That was nights, wasn't it? Well, I think it was. It was nights, and they moved to like Saturday. Okay. But that's uh, that's the show about um, with uh, Rick Schroeder, and he's you know he's rich, and his dad is like banging um Aaron Gray, or at least it's so implied anyway. It seems like it anyway. But um, that's also what Buck th- Rogers. Oh, we forgot Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers, ah. <laughs> anyway, that's another you know that's another show from way back when that I you know I remember, but not a whole lot about you know, when I was really little. But uh, let's see, and then there's it, that's also where we get um, Alfonso Ribeiro, who uh, obviously you guys know that's uh, that's Carlton from Fresh Prince. He's, that's the first time I remember seeing him. I don't know if there's anything before that. Mm-mm. That was it. Yeah, and uh, give me a break. That was uh, Nell Carter, which you uh, mentioned when you were talking about Most Death. Yeah. Yeah. Was that show any good? I know I've seen it. What? I just. I, just I don't remember. Don't remember it. Yeah. Must not have been. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. Ah oh, man, how about uh, Alf? Oh, Alf. We didn't mention that was, Alf. That was uh, musty TV on Mondays. Yep, that was Mondays. I, I remember because I had a. A sweater that had Alf on it, and I I wore it to school every Monday. So did I. Holy shit! Me and an, yeah, yeah, me and another kid had had the same exact shirt, and we always wore it on Monday because Alf was on Monday. That's what I did. My mom, she's like, that was, like I I told her I want to wear the Alf shirt every Monday, and she actually was okay with that. She made sure it was clean. Yeah. and I wore it every Monday. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So um, Alf, yeah, that was good. That was about for those who don't know, Alf wasn't his name. His name was Gordon. But uh, he was an alien in Alf to for alien life form, which was really weird. Because by then they know his name, so why did they just keep calling him Alf? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But they spun off um, some cartoon series off of that, and uh, yeah, which, which we're gonna talk about in a episode coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely do that. But um, as far as I know, it was I mean, it, I, I thought it was funny. I liked it. My mom couldn't stand it. <laughs> she yeah, hated the damn show. Yeah, he tried to come back. Maybe 2000 or 2003, as you know, just it was a talk show. Oh, really? Like you know, you know, sit down at the on on the couch by the desk talk show type thing. Now, I don't, I don't think it lasted very long. Yeah, they tried to space ghost it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't imagine that because I mean, it is as 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 much of a. I mean, as, as much of a hit show that was at the time, and people do remember it, I don't think he's that kind of icon to where you can kind of bring him back and be that, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, okay. Well, I like to mention uh, talk shows, and I don't know if this is a talk show or not. I just remember it being really weird and over my head. Max Headroom. Oh. It didn't start out as a talk show. I remember that. It I remember started, it started out, out as some goddamn Coke commercials. Well, yeah, and then he had, it was like almost a, uh, 
like a dystopian kind of uh, like RoboCop kind of future and it was this scientist's like psyche got printed onto a computer or something like that mm-hmm. and so it, it was like a weird like trippy uh, drama at first and then I guess that didn't work so then they turned it into a talk show oh okay yeah I just remember it <laughs> I don't know you think as a kid I think that you, you think the visuals would have uh, would have hooked me but I just found it really weird and never paid it much attention and in fact that show didn't last very long anyway so mm-hmm. there you go um, we, we, we mentioned my two dads a minute ago or a while ago um, what about uh, Valerie which uh, became Valerie's family and then became the Hogan family Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, Jason Bateman. Yep, yep. Show. Yeah, that's where we get Jason Bateman from. Which, uh, as you guys know, that's uh, Michael Bluth. I only know him as Michael Bluth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, he didn't do a whole lot else between then. I think he had maybe a couple other things that kind of bombed. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I liked. I, you know, I don't know about first run, but I remember it got rerun uh, in the. Uh, in in the early '90s, like um, on afternoons, like you know, between like maybe four and five or something like that, you know, it was on. And I remember watching a lot of it then, you know, but during the first one, not so much. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Roseanne? Eh, one of that. Did that? No, that didn't become part of TJF. That was on a different night. Yeah, a different night. News mid. But like, I really. wasn't ever a fan of Roseanne. You know, um, I think the same thing. He, he used to he used to come on um, weeknights once we got the. Uh, I want to say like ninety two or ninety three. Used to come on weeknights, and I think I watched a lot of it then. But during the first run, no. And yeah, but I don't know. It's it's it, it, it was kind of cool because like we were talking about serialization of shows. You know, that was one of the few sitcoms I know that actually stuff carried over from episode to episode. Yeah. So. I always thought that was kind of cool about it, but I don't know. Those characters kind of got on my nerves after a while. Um, the Wonder Years. Yes, I watched it. That was the Sunday night show, yep. right? Yep. I watched that. Hell yeah. Love that show. Yeah, because it came up. Because 6 o'clock, it, it was a Disney it was a Disney movie that Michael Eisner would come out and, and introduce. It was like Disney Presents or something like that. And then be some Disney movie, and then it'd be the Wonder Years, and then something else. Yeah, I forget what came on after the Wonder Years. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember now. Shit, not ah, that's kind of I'm drawing a blank on that too. I remember, but yeah, I remember that block. Yeah, like Disney, and then Wonder Years, and then something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Golden Girls and uh, Empty Nest. Um, last one would be uh, Charles in Charge. Uh, yeah, wasn't that a spinoff or something? Uh, no, it was. Well, it was Scott Bale, which yeah, honestly, I mean, you know, most people when they say Scott Bale, they think Chachi. You know, look, Happy Happy Days. I know I've seen it. I know it was. I think it was. It was. It was getting rerun in the mornings, at least when I was little, and I know it'd been in reruns for a long time. But oh, that show's kind of before my time. I wasn't a Happy Days fan, but you know, to yeah, me, yeah, that came out in the '70s or '60s. Or yeah, and they just kept rerunning it. Boy, it can't so. come out in, in the '70s. It's about the '50s, right? But I mean, that show. I uh, 
but see, y'all know, to me, Scott Bayo is Charles. You know, yeah. that's how I know him, you know, and that, yeah. I like that show, I thought it was funny. But now, um, I don't know what you're thinking of, like, it started off, um, well, the premise, you know, and he was a college student, and he was boarding with this one family to, like, watch the kids or whatever. But then, I think the show got cancelled, it got picked back up, and they kept the same premise, but they changed the family. Was it? I, I don't remember. It, yeah, it was a different family at first, and they came back, so he... It, yeah, I, <laughs> they kept the exact same premise. So I don't know this family just—I don't know how they like. Oh, there's a guy named Charles. Let's look him up and have him watch my kids now. You know, I don't know. It was weird, but you know that that second family—that's the one that's more well known because the first family thing was only around for like one season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of it. So I, I remember liking it a lot, actually. You know, I watched a lot of that. It was pretty goofy now. I don't know if I probably watch it now around to get a hold up, but you know, of Charles, yeah, that was I watched a lot of that. It is streaming on Amazon Instant. If anyone out there has it, ah, well, there you go. All right, man. I don't know any more that you can think of. Uh, no, I think we pretty much hit everything. Ran the game. I mean, I'm start. It's it's starting to blend here because a lot of shows that I'm thinking of from the era are actually shows that were on during the day like Saturday afternoons yeah and those don't count for nights so I can't <laughs> talk about those right stay yeah, tuned for, for our nights. Saturday afternoon episode yes sir folks but I can't really think of anything uh, I mean well no I mean there's Saturday Night Live which I watched in the in the mid to early 90s or early to mid nineties, rather. You know, yeah. I watched the cast with with Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealand and and Phil Hartman, rest in peace. You know, and uh, I watched the so called bad boys of of SNL with Sandler and Mike Myers and all those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched that. I watched. I mean, really, that's about it. I think we hit everything. There's more stuff I know that we'll probably talk about later, but it's like later '90s stuff, right? So, yeah, we're gonna have to. I've been bringing this episode back, man, talking about '90s. Yeah, yeah definitely. Man. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to just have a '90s episode, I think, because I mean, we didn't hit any of of MTV stuff, like Ren and Stimpy, or or that whole Liquid Television. Oh yeah. Show with uh, Aeon Flux and Flux and, uh, and the Max, mm-hmm. the Head. <sighs> Man, those were good. Those, those were good cartoons. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. We got to bring but, that all back, man. This is um, but you know, I guess it, you know what in, in the chronology of things. I mean, hell, we're still in our first ten episodes, man. So I mean, it's actually kind of fitting, actually, that we've kind of stayed somewhat in this general uh general time frame. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 get to everything eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh let's go ahead and call it quits because we are pushing time here. Hell yeah. So uh be sure to check us out on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. There you'll see all of our various YouTube postings or uh, whatever else um, our 
pictures, random pictures. We, we find pictures that relate to the show. Yep. Um, I am starting to slowly take pictures of my toy collection and showing those off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Soundwave collection was pretty badass, too. Yeah, so, you know, check that out as that continue, continues to grow. Um, our Twitter page, or handle, of course, is at DeathCakesPod. We got a lot of action going on there. We got a lot of people talking back and forth. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think that's our main interaction point right now. Really. Yeah, you know what? And real quick, man, I want to... Well, well, before that, yeah, I'm also there. I'm at Hilroxky. He is uh, at JRu78. But uh, it's J A Y under or no, J, I'm sorry, it's J A Y R U seven eight. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had a brain freeze there. I forgot <laughs> my own name. Yeah, J A Y R U seven eight. Yeah, but uh, now nah, you know what? I want to thank everybody, man, who's just really been uh, supportive. I mean, everybody who's listening, all of you all too, you know, consistent listeners and all that, and all the new listeners too. But um, definitely our Twitter people, you know, have been out there um, supporting us, especially as of late, man. You know, uh, people like uh, like uh, Tooth and uh, Blowstang at uh, on the Super Rad. They are um, at the Super Rad on um, on Twitter and official Super Rad on YouTube. You know, they've been real supportive. Uh, Retro Joe, you know, out there in the UK, what up? You know, yeah, big props to Retro Joe. Yeah, we thought we. We probably screwed up the the British episode on episode six, but he, he said we got it spot on. Yeah, so that was a surprise, man. I was pretty sure we at least had to mess up something, you know. But he's like, nah, you yeah. guys, you know, you hit the nail on the head, you were spot on, you know. So that that made my day. I was telling Jay about that, you know, that you know, hey, somebody from over from over there listened, and <clears throat> and they told us, you know, that you know, anyways, you feel like we know what I'm talking about. We know what we're talking about over here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Retro Joe. Um, there's. I mean, if if I don't say your name right now, you know, I'm sorry. You know, would, <laughs> would there be more episodes? We'll definitely get you out there, man. But just everybody who's you know been supportive with you know the feedback and the retweets and all that stuff. You know, thanks a lot, man. It's helped the show a lot. Yeah. And uh, of course, our Tumblr page where you can also stream our show if you're not listening to it any other way. Uh, which is deathcakespod.tumblr.com. Yep, and uh, the uh, the blog posts are coming back, man. You know, folks. You know, life gets in the way. You know, we've had a lot, um, especially the latter half of this summer. You know, things have kind of gotten um, kind of pushed to the side. Whatever. We kept the episodes rolling out, but you know, just some of our material that we like to put up there. You know, just kind of had to take a pause for a while and be on the back burner. But um, it's all coming back. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, this isn't our full-time gig yet, so <laughs> we got to pay our bills. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and then last but not least is, um, what am I forgetting? Our Tumblr page, our, the, uh, well, our uh, Instagram, yeah, which, which actually which is it just is. Death Cakes Pod, <laughs> which is also falling behind. It is the least. <laughs> we're sorry for that. Yeah. Yeah, again, again, you know, we're going to get more stuff up there, man, but just... Like I said, man, just a lot going on. Just not able to keep everything up exactly as we wanted to for a while. But, you know, we're going to be back on point, though. Yes, very soon we're going to be back to firing on all cylinders here. And uh, I guess that's it. So stay tuned for Episode 8 when we talk about 
something else. <laughs> you know what? Nah, real quick, real quick before we go. Hey, one more thing. I was talking about the listeners. Um, I've noticed because we're able to we're, we're able to monitor this. We're able to see, you know, where our listeners are coming from. You know, and we have a huge listener base in Wichita, Kansas. Have you noticed that? Yes. Yes. And see, I don't know anybody down there. Uh, I don't either. So you know, we got we we've got. You know, on any given episode, we might have more listeners in Wichita than we do locally, which just blows my mind. I mean, hey, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for checking out the show. We're glad you watched yeah. listen to the show. But hey, who are you guys? Let man, show yourselves. Hit us up on Twitter. Email yes. us. Yes, we we are at DeathCakesPod at gmail dot com. Yeah, hit us up, man. Or go to Twitter, or go to Facebook, and say it's me. Yeah, so we know who you let are. Let's know. Let's know how you found the show, man. It's everybody, in fact, everybody. Let, let, Make that your homework. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on the Facebook. Let us know how you found the show, and especially you guys in Wichita, though, because I've noticed you know you guys show us a lot of love over there. And having never been to the place, not knowing anyone over there, it's 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 crazy, but it's it's really cool at the same time. So yeah, let us know. Yes, and thank you. Yeah, thanks thanks a lot. So uh, all right, with that, we call it a close for another episode of Death Case. All right. All right, we'll see you later. See you. Manimal. <laughs> now you can listen to my story, but my story ain't much different from us as they came before me. Like them folks, I started pitching coke and weed to get my cheese. Because I too was on a mission to be rich and have them bitches that I seen on television. See, I... I had envisioned dreams to be like niggas I had seen on television screens that be hella freaking clean. I mean, at least to me, so I was pushing white and purple, ignoring the lessons I had learned from watching Steven Urkel. See, Steve was my favorite more than all the others, cause Steve was nerdy, but he had a good head on his shoulders. So as a kid, he taught me values, but then I got older and started hating on the kids that was something like Steve, and for that matter, anybody that wasn't like me. Media influence got the best of me, I suppose. So my mind was closed, wanted diamonds and clothes But I was looking through garbage, trying to find me some gold I knew better, I remember something my parents had told me They said the days go by And one day you'll look back If you don't open your mind Kid, you gonna be wishing you had You see, they said the days go by And one day you'll look back if you don't open your mind you gon' be wishing you had So thank you mom and dad For the advice you given But I don't give a damn And I ain't trying to listen Well, that was the way I treated wisdom Like bitches and hoes That was the way I treated women See, I was raised Muslim And my grammar school was Christian But money was like my God And hustling was my religion So if they made a couple G's Then I made a couple more I just wanna double up too Like the number four But I was fucking up Doing wrong, losing friends But emotion was the main thing I ain't wanna show I started drinking more That fucked up my digestion I started smoking more But then I got congested I started hustling more But then I got arrested In county beyond bars They impounded my car Combined with lawyer fees I wasted all my cheese When I got out my girl hugged me And she bought me food My friends was happy to see me My mama said it too They held me down Even though I was acting a fool Happily after I learned that family matters It's true now I know days go by 
And one day you'll look back If you don't open your mind You gon' be wishing you had Now I know days go by And one day you'll look back Yeah, if you don't open your mind The kid, you gon' be wishing you had